Good morning, nearly 8.09, reflecting growing interest in innovative technologies and the so-called fourth industrial revolution. We've dealt with artificial intelligence more often on our show these days, and we can now get to hear from Professor Robert Cosma from the Department of Mathematical Sciences at Memphis University, leading the DARPA Superior AI Project with a focus toward building sustainable AI. And Professor Cosma recently visited Seoul as a keynote speaker at the Global Leadership Forum Beyond Korea, Unlocking the Future, organized by TV Chosun. Thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, good morning. I'm uh, delighted uh, to be able to talk to you. Tell me how a mathematics professor enters the world of artificial intelligence. It's very interesting. I have maybe two levels of answer. The short answer is that I was always... um, thinking about how the brain works, what is the language of the brain, is that mathematics, so, you know, that is the connection between AI and mathematics, and there are some some outstanding mathematicians like uh, John von Neumann, who invented actually digital computers, discussed and wrote about that. For me, it was absolutely natural, but... uh, to have a, to connect mathematics and AI, but uh, but maybe maybe in a broader context, actually the way I see is that uh, the AI and this AI revolution, what we see now, it really changes not just AI but the whole science. What we see since the science, what we do now, is uh, significantly based on. Uh, on the calculus and uh, mathematics has been established about 300 years ago by Newton and uh, all other outstanding mathematicians. But now looking at the brain and intelligence, we need some new mathematics. So that's the challenge. Could you explain to us a bit further your project, Superior Artificial Intelligence, what exactly that is and, and how you're involved? Superior AI, this is a DARPA project, this is a four-year project, but actually I have been involved in other related projects for uh, almost 10 years. The idea is that, uh, of course, AI and uh, deep learning and uh, all this advanced uh, deep mind, AlphaGo, are very strong and uh, very competitive uh, these days, but they also have uh, certain shortcomings, and we are looking at already the next step, what is behind, uh, what what is beyond uh, DeepMind. And uh, one important aspect is the sustainability, as I mentioned. So uh, today, AIs and uh, deep learning are uh, really successful, as I see, for three main reasons. One is that there is a huge amount of data they can uh, use to update their models. The second, that we have the algorithm to do these updates, computational. And the third, that we have the the very powerful hardware which can do this. And the confluence of this component really uh, provided the explosion of the AI in the past uh, 10 years. But this also shows a potential problem because uh, in order to get uh, further ahead uh, along this path with deep learning and deep mind, you need uh, even more and more and more computational power, data, and uh, and that's just not sustainable. So you want to do something maybe more cleverly and uh, look at the brains for answers. And that makes a lot of sense. A lot of people would automatically be thinking about things like AlphaGo, uh, Google's 
Deep Mind, um, even Alpha Star, Alpha Goes Starcraft playing brother, whose uh, artificial intelligence is is based on deep learning. Uh, perhaps doesn't have to be brother. I don't necessarily want to bring gender into it, but that's how it's described. How does superior AI differ from machine learning, the algorithm of deep learning? Okay, so the superior AI considers the the resources what you need to do the AI. So maybe one way to say that if you don't have constraints on the resources, that uh, that is really not that much intelligence. It's a kind of brute force. So we put consider constraints. So maybe one uh, one way to look at it. So at the moment uh, when we do the AI, you have your computers or iPhones or whatever the intelligent or, or mainframes. You just plug it in the wall and you assume there is enough energy. But we know that for uh, DeepMind and all these big computers, you need uh, separate power stations. So, so that is not exactly uh, unlimited resources. So in, uh, in our uh, superior AI, we consider the, the high-level information processing and then the required energy as an additional uh, layer of complexity. And uh, together with the high-level processing and the low-level energy constraint, we create a balance which makes the system more efficient. I mentioned before DARPA, Superior AI. Actually, DARPA is an acronym standing for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which is under the U.S. Department of Defense. That might uh, raise some eyebrows. Can you tell us more about the specific military application of this technology? Actually, what we are doing uh, are not military application. It's really a basic uh, research. And, uh, and actually, DARPA or its predecessor, the ARPA, it's, it has been in this business of uh, advanced uh, technology for decades. So, so just maybe uh, not everybody realizes that the World Wide Web, what we have now, it's a dark, it originally was the DARPA or ARPANET, and that became the World Wide Web. Or another example, the early 2000, uh, DARPA had this uh, driverless, uh, driverless autonomous driving competition in the Mojave Desert, and, uh, and that uh, now produced uh, all this... Uh, self-driving car uh, revolution. So there is a lot of uh, things on which, uh, which is, uh, the whole society can benefit from. And in this particular case, in the superior AI, this uh, new AI, which is power, aware of power and efficient, uh, actually there are uh, new hardware, uh, so-called neuromorphic hardware platforms which uh, some of them, like the IBM Tunos or the Intel Loihi, are uh, really just a follow-up of uh, what uh, DARPA developed, uh, introduced or initiated about uh, eight, ten years ago. I was involved in that. But, of course, this, this, is, uh, this whole uh, te- neuromorphic technology is not limited to U.S. and uh, all over the world, and I saw it also in Korea as well. So I, I think this... Uh, uh, DARPA support this basic uh, research in a very positive way. But are you keen, as someone integral to this project, to avoid a scenario where your findings, your technology might be abused for aggressive or any other negative means? 
Yes, absolutely. That's a very justified and uh, and very very important uh, question. And I, I so at least <laughs> there are several uh, aspects. But of course, maybe and as any technology, you know, uh, new technology can be misused, and we as uh, as scientists and developers and we need to make sure that this doesn't happen. But the danger is there, and there it's very important that researchers' uh, personal uh, responsibility in this uh, way. Um, now, there is uh, there is maybe a, a more broader uh, aspect. I don't know if you alluded that it's the AI threatens humanity and so on, but th- that was part of your question? Yeah, I, I mean... I'd I'd be very interested just to hear you perhaps offer some final words that, on any aspect of this that you'd like to share with our listeners because we are just about out of time. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so I I think that uh, that we as researchers we can uh, and the whole society can benefit a lot from the new developments of AI and uh, we just need to work on that and for new generations uh, it is. It is now mostly computer science, but we want it to help humans, not, not uh, substitute. So work together, and uh, I think that uh, that really uh, outstanding challenge, uh, and uh, the young uh, young student and uh, kids uh, who are just growing up uh, from school, getting to college. Uh, I, I believe in the coming decades there will be a a drastic, uh, really technical revolution, and we reach that maybe AI will help us to go well beyond the Earth and uh, explore the universe. So we as humans are uh, just starting to become uh, really powerful in that sense as well. It's uh, amazing that the line between fear and amazement, of course, can sometimes be rather thin. It's fascinating to hear from you, Professor Robert Cosma from Memphis University. Yes, it was great talking to you. Thank you so much.